The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by my buddy, my pal, Mr. Matt. Matt, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I just spent, I mean, I can't complain since I just spent the past 30 minutes on YouTube listening to a British guy tell me all about Harry and the Hendersons. So (laughs) things are going very well for me. I cannot complain. (laughs) <laughs> fantastic film by the way holds yeah. up <laughs> amazing and uh, uh just to let the audience know uh, our third mic guy uh, mr christopher chavez is on assignment he's in class uh the class of alice cooper which is very strange since it's summer and usually that's when school's out <laughs> i worked on that joke before i started the show did you very know pr- yeah i'm way more proud of it than i should be <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but to replace him for today, Matt, we have a special guest. Yes, we do. That is Mr. Nick Alexander. Nick, how's it going? I'm doing good. Now, Nick, you're from the uh, podcast that we've mentioned on here a few times, Ten Bell Pod. And you're, yeah, I, and you're I am up. the one of the hosts. That's right. He's one of the hosts, along with a couple other fellows there, and he's also a stand-up comedian. Uh, I guess. <laughs> guess. <laughs> That's why I'm going to be working. I'm going to be throwing you some material that I've come up with just to see what you think. <laughs> All right. I got a tight two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, seriously, man, thanks for taking time out of your day to, to be a part of Harley K. Fabe. And, you know, we appreciate it. And, you know, it's, 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 it's really nice to talk to you guys. 10 bell pod is, you know, it's, I've listened to it a few episodes myself. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I like the uh, I like the theme that you guys have going with it, really honoring wrestling's history uh, and some of the best of all time. I, I think it's I think it's really important, and it's uh, I guess different. You know, there's so many wrestling podcasts out there, and I like where you guys kind of have your your niche where where you're focusing on. I think it works really well. I appreciate that a lot, and you know I'm pumped to be on your podcast. And thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, as we like to do when we have guests on, we kind of like to get you know gauge their wrestling fandom. I, I, I guess to say, and I have to you know first and foremost, who is your favorite professional wrestler of of all time? God, it really depends on like what day you ask me, what I've been watching lately. Uh, gut answer usually hulk hogan yeah he was just such a big part of my childhood i love hulk um but like man some days i'll say flair austin rock it's usually a bounce between uh those people okay i know that feeling very well um so when you were uh your first do you remember happen to remember your very first uh pro pro wrestling match that you ever watched or maybe a, a certain card or event um 
I I don't know about match, but I what like one of the first memories in my entire life is I think I was about three or four, something like that, and I remember watching Hulk Hogan come down the aisle on TV. It had to have been like a you know WWF superstars or something like that, right? And uh, I was I was pretty hooked as a kid. I my wrestling love has a lot of lapses in it for uh, <laughs> yeah. various reasons. I think everybody's but, uh, does. Oh yeah, yeah. I, can, I can associate with that. Yeah. Yeah, we all we all we all do that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, I mean, kind of lastly, what's what's your your take on on the wrestling, the scope of professional wrestling as it is right now today? We know with so many different, you know, promotions, AEW starting to emerge, you know, really emerging, and so much accessibility to top independent promotions, you know, New Japan, Ring of Honor, just everything. There's so much going on. What's what's kind of your take on it? Um, I'm super pumped and excited and, and hopeful for AEW. I, I can't wait for that to get started. I am, you know, I would say the last maybe two years, I, I've i barely watched WWE just uh, just because I don't, I haven't been liking it. And I, I've never really been one of those people to spend several hours a week watching a show that I hate. Right. So... So I'll dip back in when, you know, I hear something uh, interesting, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm pumped about AEW. I, I'll i catch New Japan when I can. Uh, I've been to a few Ring of Honor shows. Love Ring of Honor. I When I live back home, I love going to watch Jake. Uh, I've been to, like, some Northeast Wrestling, PWX in Charlotte. So I, I guess I'm a little more on the underground side of things right now, aside from doing research for Tim Bell Pod. And that's Jake, as in Jake Manning, the man scout himself. That's two words. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, uh, who has famously done everything except for sell popcorn in the wrestling business, I believe. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> that's true. The one day he needs to just sell popcorn. I don't know why he just <laughs> hasn't done it. <laughs> you know, uh, I wanted to ask you about Tim Bell Pod, your podcast. I'm a humongous fan of it. Uh, Thank you. I really like what Matt was kind of saying there. You guys have a really great uh, niche in that uh, you're kind of honoring fallen wrestlers in a way. But you're very honest about it, too. You don't just... I mean, I can point to the the Vader episode as a great example of this, where it's not just, hey, because someone's passed away, it's not a lot of fluff. I mean, you guys are pretty honest. And there's this is a, one of the shows in which I think works so well because not only are you guys very entertaining and funny but also it, it gets kind of emotional at times on the show yeah the the show's really evolved you know jake adds an element that you know i kind of expected but also it just it turned into something different because he knows a lot of these people you know he's worked with a lot of these people has so so much like behind the scenes experience and yeah it just Nick's it really changed now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really changed from you know just kind of reading facts about them to really getting more in depth about them and you know there are some really deep cutting moments because you know as growing up with a lot of these guys you kind of you have a bond with them and then you add jake you know going to england to spend time with dynamite kid or whatever and you you really form bonds that when you lose them it it sucks and then on the flip side of things you have you know people who weren't the best like tomorrow we're gonna uh, release an episode on fabulous moolah and oh yeah uh there's 
you know, and, and I that get does, that doesn't sound controversial at all. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be something. <laughs> Very good. But, yeah, but it's uh, like you you got to be. Res- oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say real quick. We kind of did the same thing with Matt here. Matt was a professional wrestler too up in New York. And I like to oh, ask nice. him a lot of questions whenever, like he's had run-ins with. Uh, he done. He got to do some background. What do they call that when you do uh, extra work? They, yeah, extra work. There it is. Yeah, he got to do some of that. So I'm always trying to pick his brain and getting him to tell us some tales <laughs> out of school, so to say. Yeah, there's some, yeah, there's awesome. some wild stories. Yeah. But uh, how did how did Tunbell Pod you know all come together? With, you know the original idea. How did you and your your co-host meet up? I, I think uh, that's definitely something I'm interested. So Micah, I've known for. God, I don't know, probably 12 years now. Uh, Jake, I I'd actually, I saw Jake wrestle uh, a, kind of a lot before I actually met him. He st- I, I, was, I started out comedy in Charlotte, and uh, about the time Jake started, he was, I was one of, like, I would guess, uh, I'd say one of the scene leaders at the time. And so when Jake started, I, I thought it was super cool. He was a wrestler. I actually knew Zane Riley, if you know Zane. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we kind of had that bridge, and we just kind of became friends. And uh, it was a couple years later. Uh, I was, I guess, bored in Atlanta, and when I moved to Atlanta, and I messaged Micah. Me and Micah had been rattling around podcast ideas, but never really jumping on anything. But then we thought, hey, the obvious choice is to ask Jake to do it. He had all the equipment at the time, so we just. We tried an episode on Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, we felt okay about it and just rolled from there. Very good. Yeah, and just so people know, the man Scott also does stand up too, as well. He's a stand up comedian. Um, yes. So that's that. I assume that's how you guys met was through stand up comedy. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. So I guess I got to ask you, which one do you find? Uh, do you think would be more? I find this very fascinating. I think kind of wrestling and stand up comedy have a lot in common. And that you're kind of right there in front of the audience and you're sort of, in a way, naked. You know, <laughs> it's just you. Uh, and when you're wrestling, for the most part, uh, unless you're in WWE and everything's a 15-way match, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of out there with just only either you and one other opponent or just a couple of people. And you're kind of naked, in a way. Yeah, me and Jake have had a lot of talks about the similarities, uh, you know, riding up the road together. Uh it's it's kind of crazy how similar they are from not just a performance aspect, but like the business aspect, the way you have to start at the bottom, the way you're treated at the bottom, the way you're treated at the middle. And then neither of us are on top yet. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's the similarities are, are crazy. You constantly having to put people over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have a, do you have a favorite episode that you've done so far? I mean, I, I, just again browsing through your your uh, you know your episodes, you've you've done quite a few, and was there one that really hit home to you so far? Um, I really liked how Bruiser Brody came out. Um, man, the Dynamite Kid Part Two, where Jake Jake is such like a stoic guy, such he's you know he's a he's a hard nut to crack and get even you know happy emotion out of so to be in the room with him while he was kind of losing it over dynamite was you know it was a it was a very weird and uh, kind of a special feeling just as like a friend and you know especially it was a cool moment for our podcast 
Yeah, it's very cool. I always try to cry with in front of Matt, but he just makes me leave the room. <laughs> so he won't have no, none of it. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, let's see. Re- release days for some of the listeners. When do you typically? When do you guys typically release an episode? Is there a certain day of the week, uh, time frame? What What do you guys typically do for that? Right now, we're doing every other Thursday, and eventually we do want to start doing every Thursday, but that's probably going to be a little on okay. down the road. And it's on iTunes. That's where I listen to it, and I'm, sh- and I'm assuming it's on other uh, podcast apps as well. Yeah, all the things. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, CastBox, SoundCloud, and uh, Man Scout Manning's YouTube. Perfect. So make sure you go check all those out. Uh, I highly recommend it. I know uh, I'll speak for Chris because me and him talk about Tim Bell Pod all the time. Uh, we both are big fans of it, and we're going to get Matt hooked on it. I think he's starting <laughs> to be. Uh, go, yeah, go check it out. If you love pro wrestling and you just love the history of it, uh, it's it's a fascinating listen. You guys do great work over there. Thank you so much. So, yeah, you know, again, to Johnny's point, yeah, 100% to that. Um, you know, we had a talk. We let you decide kind of what our topic was going to be today. And I'm actually very curious if you want to kind of let the listeners know, uh, you know, what, what you wanted to discuss with us today. Yeah. And why, like, why did you, why was this your uh, topic here? So, uh, today we're going to talk about CM Punk's pipe bomb. And I, I kind of picked it because I don't, I don't want to compare it to like the NWO or like the rise of Stone Cold or The Rock, but I feel like this is one of the moments in pro wrestling where it really kind of changed it and changed kind of the whole business uh, to a degree. And man, I just remember seeing it. And I, I think this is the last time I was watching an episode of Raw and something happened to where I immediately picked up my phone and started texting and messaging people like, dude, you have to turn yeah. on WWE right now. See, it's a, that's one of the, the bigger moments, and I, I can definitely agree with you on that. You know, there, there has been a lot of lackluster time periods as far as WWE goes, but, you know, that moment always stands out to me. I always remember where I was when I was watching that. I know I was at my... Uh, uh, ex-girlfriend's house in Rochester at the time. We were just watching wrestling, and then that happened, and my just my jaw just dropped. I couldn't believe what I had, you know, witnessed. I, I you know, I, I I'm a, I'm into the dirt sheets. I read a lot of the dirt sheets. You hear these interviews, and CM Punk is, oh, you know, he was at the time he was, you know, disgruntled, uh, unhappy with a lot of things. Then he lays this this epic pipe bomb out, and you're like, whoa, is this is this real? You know that. Those are always the best moments in pro wrestling because you, you don't know if it's real or scripted or not. And that moment was probably one of the most genuine and real moments in wrestling that I've ever seen. Yeah, I think it's definitely a benchmark. I know a lot of people who uh, you know have, who had gotten out of wrestling, CM Punk is kind of one of the wrestlers that brought him back in. And this was, this was one of the things that would do it. He seemed way more realistic with his stuff. You know what really, what really blew me away when I was going back listening to this? I was looking into the date of this. This was back in 2011. Which wow, yeah. I didn't know it was yeah. that old. <laughs> yeah, is that not is that not crazy? That yeah. blew me away. <laughs> I mean, that's that was back that's so long ago. CM Punk and Cole yeah. were friends back then. <laughs> yeah, that's how long ago that was. Forever ago. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, it also got me thinking. This is not the only pipe bomb that's that there's been that there's been dropped. I think since then WWE has sort of forcibly tried to, do one. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, kind of recapture it. I mean, famously, well, I wouldn't say famously, but Kevin Owens, who I like a lot, I think is very talented. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, kind of did one not too long ago. Uh, you know, uh, where he's kind of since he's pretty much the Stone Cold now, I guess he's stunning <laughs> yeah. everybody. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's kind of done it recently, and other wrestlers have sort of done it. But I don't know about you guys, but there was just something about the way that CM Punk kind of delivered it that it just seemed. Like it was like the perfect. He was the perfect person for that. It it just it just felt so real, you know. And I know it's pro wrestling, and I know it was probably tweaked and a little bit planned or whatever. But just it, I love the moments when pro wrestling can just shut out reality for just you know thirty seconds or thirty minutes, and you just I felt it, you know. I felt how mad he was, and. The stuff he said was just so heavy, and it, it was it was great. Yeah, I really wanted uh, one of those ice creams. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think one of the things that made it seem so big, I mean, first of all, Punk, I mean, he sat at the top of the stage very, very comfortably, and he just kind of, you know, like you said, he just kind of let loose. And I think some of the things that he discussed really hooked people's interest because he, he really and he did say it, hey, I'm breaking the fourth wall, you know, high Colt Cabana. But he he really was kind of giving like a backstage look to a lot of fans who kind of know, kind of know. They don't really know, but they kind of know what's going on backstage. And he kind of opened up that doorway, and I think that's what really grabbed people, uh, grabbed people's attention with that with that promo. Exactly, and just some of the stuff he mentioned, like he mentioned Hulk Hogan at a time when WWE wasn't super mentioning Hogan. I think was he in TNA? Yeah, at that the was time, T- about even? TNA time. Yep. Yeah, I believe so. And then uh, just to say Ring of Honor and New Japan on WWE TV, like my head exploded. <laughs> it was it was crazy. Yeah. yeah, especially on a you know with a a federation that doesn't like to even wrestling. say the word wrestling. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He he said wrestler in it, which is like to WWE. That's like screaming bomb at the airport. It's like yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think the 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 one thing that really really got me. This is right before they cut off his microphone. Was the you know this company will be better off once Vince McMahon's dead or the doofus son-in-law yes. and his idiot. Yes. You know just. And and yeah, it it really surprised people. Like he, I, 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 it's one of the few promos that I can watch over and over and over again. And it's really neat because you can hear how the crowd that that crowd that night was so enamored, just listening to his every word because that you know he, he says that and the crowd, whoa, you know, it's like a turn into a Jerry Springer episode almost. That's how the crowd was reacting. I, <laughs> I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and also I think that this promo was is so famous that it i mean throughout his whole career even with just with wwe uh punk's mic skills were always outstanding and besides this one he would give other really great promos but by far this is one everyone remembers and i would dare say this is the one and this is the reason why they still chant his name you know whenever they're in Chicago with the WWE, they'll still chant CM Punk, CM or Punk. Or when something really again. boring is going on. Instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which seems to be often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the crazy thing about, you know, wrestling or any type of, you know, comedy or whatever. You, there's this moment just pops up and you seize it and you crush it and you, you're elevated, whether it's from 
you know, opening match to Mick Hart or Mick Hart to main eventer or main eventer to legend, which, you know, kind of did. That yeah, that, that's another great point, because I feel like if he missed it, he did. If you didn't like kind of draw us in and, and, and capture the attention like like, you know, he did to us, um, you know, with, with CM Punk's the, the, that last, what, two years, I think, two, three years of his career in WWE would, uh, you know, would they have been as would he have been as highlighted as uh, as he was? You know, he. he after that, he was a premier focal point, you know, main events, uh, you know, some of the bigger matches on the card, and and yeah, if he missed the if he missed the moment, if he didn't really capture it, grab that the the brass ring as he likes to you know as he made fun of Vince McMahon for, uh, I don't think we'd be speaking highly of CM Punk, you know, it, or as highly of CM Punk as we still are to this day. Yeah, yeah I I'll, think so. yeah, for right. sure. I was just gonna say yeah, for sure, I would agree with that. Uh, it's I mean, that's one of the things I like to ask myself when I go back looking at just different things in history. Like, what would be different if CM Punk was not the one who did that? What would change for him? Uh, do you think, because I kind of think if he wasn't the one who had done that, that not only would his career be kind of on a slightly different path, but WWE, they really benefited from him doing that as well. I mean, that brought a lot of eyes back to the product. Yeah, me being one of them... Um because you know, I mentioned being a Laps fan from <laughs> from time to time with WWE specifically. I remember this was like the height of Super Cena, and I've grown to like and respect John Cena uh, now. But this was like <laughs> I hated John Cena at this point. So to see Punk challenging him was cool in a of itself. But then to drop this. I was like, I'm back on board. I'm watching every Monday, watching every pay-per-view, and it really hooked me back. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it led to, was about, I think, a, eventually a year and a half uh, title run, just about, for, for Punk. And and I think that's probably one of the, you know, of the last 10 years or so, that's probably the most I ever really religiously focused on it. Because before that, I think like 2006 to 2009 uh, was another one of those, like, meh periods of time. And then the ne- the Nexus angle came yeah. out uh, 2010 and it it hooked me and then it lost me and then this really really brought me back in full time I I agree with that I remember being really hooked because we didn't know if he was going to leave the company with the belt Yeah and that was that, that really was such me. a fun thing Yeah for sure I mean I didn't know if we we're going to see him show up somewhere else and and throw the old <laughs> belt away in the trash <laughs> <laughs> No never been done before. original original never been done before. <laughs> so uh would you nick would you like to see you know would you like to see him come back to wrestling i have as a fan i would i would like to see cm punk wrestle like it, it's just he's one of my favorites he's one of my favorites all time uh the more he's in the wrestling ring i'm happier but i don't i know what it's like to work a miserable <laughs> terrible job where you don't even want to get out of bed every day and if that's what wrestling is to him then you know, go do MMA. Go retire. He's rich. Like, go travel the world yeah. with his hot wife. Like, uh, I don't think wrestling necessarily needs him, but I do think lots of people in wrestling want him to come back. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if and this is a giant if, if WWE was ever able to convince him to come back, that would be money, money for them. Oh, definitely. And if he if he hopped over to AEW, imagine just an unrestrained, unfiltered, angry CM Punk who gets to say whatever he wants every week. 
Yeah, I mean, and he's. I, I'm sure he does. I mean, he does take shots every now and then. That's for sure. I, I'm sure he has a lot to say if if he were to come back. Um, you know, one thing that's cool too, and over the last couple of years, we've kind of seen a lot of these disgruntled superstars being a little bit more open about their, uh, you know, about about their their feelings on, on the WWE, the work environment. Uh, most recently, like Dean Ambrose and. And you know several others, and you know it's it's kind of cool to see, thinking that CM Punk really was this this modern trendsetter to, for being you know open and, and not holding it in. Uh, and we've seen a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys and girls, come out and be like, you know, this this place isn't all that it's cracked up to be. And, yeah, I mean, and, and famously right now we don't even know what Sasha Banks is doing. I mean, she's just disappeared. Where is she? <laughs> yeah, it's it. <laughs> Uh, that's another person. It's like if she's miserable there, she's not gonna put out good work. So like, just let her go. Let her be like a happy yes. human being somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. See, that's a that's a great point too, Nick. I, that's the one thing I do not understand. Uh, if they're not happy with you at your workplace, they're gonna do some terrible work. They're not gonna. Their heart's not gonna be in yeah. it for sure. It's you know. And it's just it's just a waste See, of I, money for you. Yes and yeah. no. I look at because you know uh, Johnny knows I. I I trained in the same area and location as Luke Harper did. And, you know, I, I, I have him on Facebook. I kind of see his frustrations, you know, often. Uh, not as often as it used to be. But, you know, he got this op- awesome opportunity uh, for, Wrestle- for WrestleMania Access. He did the NXT uh, kind of Legends-esque show. Uh, I, I don't know what other way to describe it. But he looked at it as like a big opportunity and huge like stepping stone. So I mean, there are two sides of the coin, but but yeah, I, I can see like there are some people who are just beyond beyond frustrated. They don't even want to be a part of it. You know, Harper, for example, uh, had this great match, had a, a great match at Donovan Dijak, I think his name was, uh, at that event, and yep. was really hopeful. And then everything, you know, they're like, oh, okay, we're not going to use you again. Um, so I can see the like the beat down mentality of it. Uh, you know, Sasha Banks has been featured relatively, um, relatively well, I think, over the you know over the last couple of years. So, I, I don't know. I, I I would like to see her come back. I, I don't think she has as big of a gripe as some of the other athletes do. Yeah, she's had a pretty solid run. I I I felt like this was a little out of nowhere. I mean, I guess you never really know what's going on backstage, and I, I think she was her breaking point was uh, was losing the tag belts, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they. That's what they say. We don't. Yeah. We, you know. But I don't know. I guess I. I think a lot of creative people or wrestlers that you know she did kind of do everything. So maybe she's just burned out and like when you're climbing, when you're working your way up, I think you have more of a fire. And then you get that you get your championship runs and your main events, and then you kind of start feeling entitled. And I think that can start turning into bitterness and unhappiness. So that in that way, it's sort of opposite of comedy. In that, if you're a stand-up comedian, they usually say you're better when you're really bitter and unhappy. Yeah, and comedy's better. But then when you get to the top and you're happy, then maybe your comedy <laughs> kind of falls off. No, that's what that's what happens. A lot of the comedians that put out a special or two, they get rich, and then they get you know they don't care anymore, and they put out a flop, and then that's the end of their career. It's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, also a lot of. Um, other, I think I'm trying to 
trying to think of a great way to put this. Uh, kind of going back to what Matt was saying, like if if she really, if Sasha Banks really was upset over losing, you know, having to drop the titles, that just makes it sound like she's just throwing a giant tantrum, doesn't it? Because I mean, so many people were told you're gonna be dropping. The, look, if Mick Foley uh, threw a tantrum every time he was told to drop the the title right after he won it, <laughs> he would never wrestle. He would have never wrestled. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's just it's just strange. Uh, do you, for you, Nick, are there any other, uh, you know, famous promos or maybe even not that famous promos that kind of even come close to rivaling, uh, this pipe bomb for you? Oh man. Uh, I mean, you have to say Hogan at bash at the beach. That was, that was crazy. Uh, that had a little bit of uh, realness in it, man. I'm trying to think of more contemporary ones. I like a lot of the stuff. Sammy Zayn <laughs> has been saying has been uh pretty solid. Um, but man, I don't know this. I mean, this is genuinely one of my favorite promos of all time. I don't even listen to it that often because I want to like protect it in my own head and not, you know, get tired of it. Because every time I come across it, I'm just hooked. I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll watch it all the way through. Yeah, that's how you know it's a great promo because there's there is a handful that I'm that way with too, including this one, where I'll go back every once in a while and just you know look them up on youtube or something and just watch them all over yeah there's a whole like video series like that from that 2011 you know time with cm punk starting with that all of his uh contract signing stuff with triple h vince mcmahon there's a lot of good material there and he was i mean it was just it was just one good one after another after another but it's always hard to duplicate the shock factor of the first one oh wait yeah but he was he was on fire (laughs) there for a minute every week most certainly was he most certainly was uh anything else we want to add about this little pop bomb here i think everybody this is gonna be one of the most famous pop bombs in, in all wrestling ever right i think so yeah i can't imagine anything surpassing this with just the way wrestling is now where i've you know everyone knew in 2011 what wrestling was but this was really i mean they ripped the band-aid off and, and broke down you know broke through the fourth wall he literally said it and i just i don't even know if the environment is is ripe, uh, especially after the uh, Dean Ambrose interview where he exposed everything too. Yeah, same, th- uh, literally same thing that just about all the same things that that Punk complained about, which I find. Yeah, wild. exactly. Yeah, so they, so what we're saying is WWE doesn't doesn't <laughs> learn anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. But all right, um, yeah, I think that about covers that. Do you guys want to do some uh, SummerSlam predictions? That's coming up this Sunday. Yeah, I say we do it. All right. Yeah, I'm down. Um, let's see. Ten, b- ten bouts so far announced, and who knows what kind of surprise that they have. But I'll start at the bottom, referencing the Wikipedia page for the event. Uh, singles match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Drew Gulak and Oni Lorcan. You know what makes me sad is I know this is going to be a great match because these Cruiserweights, I mean, literally they always have fantastic matches, but just nobody yeah. nobody cares. And it makes me really, <laughs> and it makes me really sad. Yeah, uh, you know what bums me out is I wish they would do more with Cedric because he's kind of like our yeah. hometown hero, and yeah. you know I wish I wish he would get more of a push uh, coming out of that division. Yeah, yeah, they they sort of did some stuff with him recently on Raw, uh, where he was kind of part of the like he was kind of put in the hit the the uh, you know the main event a little bit, but then uh, then that's kind of it just maybe it was two episodes, and then I don't know what happened to him, <laughs> which yeah. I hate. Yeah, I, I hate. So I don't. I don't like how they use the cruiserweights. Yeah, I'm glad they give them their own show, but they kind of get like it's only like the championship match, 
on like the big pay per views and and that's it. Nine, you know, nine times out of ten, it's usually a pre show bout, and and I feel like there's a lot of other, you know, people in that cruiserweight division that that should get their that time to shine. I really do. Well, well, they did say on the Psycho Sids that Psycho Sids are what we call the dirt sheets, <laughs> Nick. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, on the on the Psycho Sids that. Uh, the one of the, one of the things that they believe that Daniel Bryan's big announcement's going to be because yeah. he's been teasing a big announcement is that he's going to move to two hundred five live. Uh, I like that idea. I do. I do too. If you want, if you want, if you really want to make two hundred five live something, yeah, that's I'd a say great so. way to do it. I'd say so. Um, but as far as this match goes, I think I, I think uh, I'm going to go with Gulak retaining uh, the championship. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Next up, this one's kind of a cool one. I didn't expect this one to happen. Uh, Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair. Uh, I guess this is going to be Trish Stratus' official retirement match. It kind of, I mean, I think it kind of came out of the blue. But, I mean, this is a cool, you know, past versus present kind of matchup. You know, I think Trish Trish can actually still go. Uh, You know, she's still heavily involved in fitness. She's... She she can still go in the ring. It's 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 kind of fun to watch. So I'm really looking forward to this matchup. Yeah, this was one. You know, I haven't been super keeping up with it lately. And then I was browsing a wrestling forum and I saw Trish versus Charlotte Flair, and I was like, <laughs> "What? How did how did that happen?" Yeah, I, I, I don't even know how it really came about. Um, but yeah, I think it's a nice, pleasant surprise just uh, to have her come back. They're pretty much building this. They're just pretty much building this up as like a uh, a, a legendary match type of deal, like a, le- a legendary matchup type uh, situation. That's pretty much all the storyline is. Basically, is like, hey, we're going right. to have these two wrestle each other, kind of deal, uh, which I'm fine with. I mean, you don't really need to do more than that. Uh, each one trying to prove who's better than the yeah. other. So uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, who do you guys think? Who do you who do you feel is going to uh, get to one, two, three? I'm 50. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, uh, man, I know it's popular to not like Charlotte right now, it seems, but she is one of my all-time favorite uh, wrestlers in general, but, you know, especially women's wrestlers. Uh, I, I hope Charlotte gets the win. Yeah, I think so, too. And like I said, usually retirement match, Trisha already came out and said, this is going to be the last time. So usually in that, they're, those people tend to put over the, the, the newer class. And, and Charlotte's... Charlotte's been kind of, kind of floating around the middle of the pack, I guess, since WrestleMania. So I think this would be a good win. This would be a good win to kind of push her, give her a little bit of a push. Yeah, I think if uh, they're booking this in a way that makes sense, then Charlotte needs to win. All I right. feel. Yeah. Yep. She's criminally to me. She's criminally underrated for what, which is really strange considering <laughs> she's won so many titles. But, <laughs> but like so people just sleep on her so much. Yeah. No, I have to agree. I have to agree. All right, moving on. Next matchup. This one uh, is still super random. It was made official this past Monday. Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. Yeah, how random is it? Did you do the same thing? Did you see this one too, Nick, and go, what happened? Yeah, I cl- I watched the whole video because I didn't believe it was a thing. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, Goldberg looking for a little bit of redemption. It, obviously, his match a few months ago with Undertaker did not go very well, but he's with one of the best sellers, I think, in the business all time in Dolph Ziggler. Uh, but yes, just super random. I mean, nothing about this screams like five star matchup. But <laughs> I, I, I am curious to see how it goes. I, I really, truly am. Uh, I am glad that Dolph Ziggler's back. You know, he's he's been on a right. 
part of the regular crew, uh, not here and there uh, like he has been the last few years. So this, uh, yeah, this is this is interesting. Yeah, I think so too. And over under on Goldberg knocking himself out before he gets to the ring. <laughs> before he gets to the ring, that's bold. <laughs> yeah, before he gets there. Yeah, that's bold. Uh, but but as far as this goes, yeah. I don't know. I think they've got to give Goldberg the, Goldberg the win here. I really do. I don't know. It's just it's Goldberg. We all know Ziggler's the better wrestler, and obviously the, the current guy. But I think, I think for a, a good moment for SummerSlam, I think they're going to go with Goldberg with this one. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, Goldberg, not known for putting guys over, and no. uh, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, not known for getting put over by WWE. <laughs> so Goldberg, hundred percent here. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to just 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 to be different. I'm going to say Dolph wins, but it's purely because they got to call the match off after. Uh, somehow Goldberg has hurt himself. <laughs> That's bold. That's real bold. <laughs> I'm going to say he, uh, for some reason, he puts his his arm through a car. <laughs> Next up, we got Finn Balor and the uh, the re- officially returning Bray Wyatt. This is a, you know, I know Johnny, you're a huge Bray Wyatt fan. Uh, Nick, I'm not sure how big of a fan of Wyatt you are, but you know, he's got this new gimmick underway, and it's really get- garnering attention. And you know, I feel like a, him versus Finn Balor could be a uh, could be one of the more underrated matches on the card. Uh, I love both these guys, and I I would guess with Bray coming back that he would get the win. I hope, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but either way, I, I love both these guys, so it's a win win for me. Yeah, I I, I too am uh, fans of both. I'm just a giant fan. I'm a giant Mark. I might as well just say for Bray Wyatt. So. I'm really happy to see him getting some prominent, uh, you know, time again. He, he seems rejuvenated with this uh, new direction for his character. It's kind of a, to me, the past month, he's been the most interesting part of WWE for sure, one hundred percent. He's only, and this is a match I'm really looking forward to. This match for me is a reason to watch SummerSlam. I want to see how they're going to do this with the Fiend. Uh, it makes no sense to me for as much as I like uh, uh, Baylor because I do. I think he's very very good. Uh, but it would make no sense for Wyatt to lose after all that build-up. I think so, yeah, too. Exactly. Um, all right. Next one. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in a singles match. There's a stipulation, however. If Owens loses, he will be forced to quit WWE. Um, this has been one of the better storylines, I think, going into SummerSlam. They, you know, it, Well, at least it started off relatively relatively hot uh you know kevin owens kind of being the next i'm not going to declare him the next stone cold but having this stone cold-esque attitude going around beating up authority figures and and stunning you know giving everybody stunners uh but i think owens is gonna i think this would be a good win for owens here uh you know i don't think he's gonna disappear again especially after just coming back what four or five months ago maybe not even yeah i agree that i there's no reason for Kevin <laughs> Owens to lose here. It would be just a really weird foot on the brake pedal out of nowhere for him for yeah. no reason. Yeah, if they really want him to keep being hot and get hotter, then he needs to win. I mean, that's just all there is to it. He can't. He cannot lose. No, to Shane McMahon. I mean, I know it might make for a more intriguing, like how are they going to handle this since he's <laughs> quote unquote fired now or whatever. But you know, it's man, Shane McMahon has wins over some top wrestlers here lately. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's it's a little <laughs> weird. Like, 
I think I think five ten years ago I would have appre- really really appreciated it, but now it's just it's just it's really weird. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. I'm not even yeah. a Shane hater. I like Shane, but man, it's uh you know I I, I don't get it. Like Miz, you can you can beat Shane. What's going on here, buddy? <laughs> that that's how I feel about Shane too. Like I soup I appreciate him and and I love him for the, just the crazy things. He's put his body through, and he does no. not have to. He's a zillionaire, you know. But why are you still here? Like, just chill. Like, let other yes. people do it. You have children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have a family. You have yeah, a family. That's a classic line there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think we're pretty all unanimous with uh, Kevin Owens for that one. Next up, singles match for the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston defending his title against Randy Orton. I've been, I've been digging the the promos and, and and all the videos. They've been kind of bringing back that that SummerSlam match that they had. I think about ten years ago, or so, and I, I think it was SummerSlam. Uh, that big feud that actually ultimately left Kofi kind of buried by the time it was done. You know, Orton had you know the stupid, stupid you know line that he that he called when. Uh, Kofi avoided the punt kick, but um, I am I am looking forward to this one uh, as well. I think their styles match up well. I think there's a lot of magic that can happen. We all know Orton's really good hitting RKO's out of nowhere, and I think with Kofi's athletic, high flying style, that they can make some uh, they can have some good chemistry in this match. We, sh- we could see some cool moments. Yeah, I agree with that a million percent. Just Kofi's craziness mixed with. Just the RKOs, they could really do something that's like once in a lifetime. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, I, I'm all for this match too. I like both these guys as well. Uh, I, something tells me though that Kofi's going to win again because he he hasn't he's been on a tear when it comes to. Uh, here's what's going to happen: He's going to get RKO'd, but he's going to kick out of it, and then he's going <laughs> to win because that's what he's been doing. He's getting a finisher put on him, he yeah. kicks out of it, and then he wins. Yeah. I think yeah, Kofi I, I second that. I, I well, third that actually. Um, yeah, I don't think this this feud has been built up enough. I would be legitimately shocked if Orton won the title. Um, but for yeah, for right now, I see Kofi kind of continuing his reign on top. Next, oh, go ahead. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this question real quick. Who do you feel will be a great? Because uh, after this, after Orton's kind of out of the picture, who do you think would be a great program for mm. Kofi to get into? The next good That's feud for question. him. God, I don't know. They're really grooming Owens, I feel, to go to the main event picture, but that would be a face versus a face, and they don't, they do not like to do that. Yeah, they'd have to turn. Which we just had a couple months ago too. Owens was heel, and they they he challenged him a couple months ago. So I don't know if I don't know if they'd go for that right away. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, see, I've been racking my brain. I don't know who you would get. I mean, that's the other. That's one of the other issues that WWE has among obviously many is that. Uh, when it comes to heels, like I think your top heels also need to be as as protected as your top faces, and they do not seem to do a good job of that. I mean, Drew McIntyre really should be a top heel, and he's what is he now? Shane yeah, men's lackey. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, next matchup: singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Ember Moon. You know, I I think they're finally gonna push Ember over the Do hill you? here, and uh, give her <laughs> over the moon. Yeah, <laughs> over the moon. <laughs> I could I could see. It. I mean, Bailey's had a great run as champ so far. I know it's only been a uh, you know a few months, but but I like the idea of them going with Ember Moon. She's been putting on really great matches. She's 
She's flashy. She gets the crowd's attention, and she's very talented. So I think uh, I, I could definitely see that. I think, and also we all just want to see that finisher she likes to do. I mean, it's pretty impressive to see. Uh, though I don't think she'll be walking when she's in her 40s. From that thing. <laughs> Probably but not. Just my opinion. Uh, it's just st- still pretty amazing to, to see. I'm really torn on this one, though. I think they could go either way with this. Uh, Bailey's also very talented and seems very. Uh, she's nowhere near as when if you told me this was how popular she was uh, when she was first coming out of NXT. Like she was kind of meh because that's kind of where she is now. I would have thought you're crazy because yeah. she was mega yeah. over at one point. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, she I so it. she has the ability to be that. So I'm very very sad that she's not because I think she's very good. I like to watch her matches, but. I'm with you guys. I think th- th- let's give Ember Moon a shot. See yeah, how she definitely does. mix some things up in the women's division. That's for sure. Um, all right, next match, uh, submission match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship: Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Uh, I mean, I feel like Becky's run has been kind of it's been weird uh, since WrestleMania. You know, I, I I don't know if she. I think what a little bit what Nick attested to that you know once you when you're climbing the hill you know you're putting out your best stuff and and I don't know it's it it seems like it's kind of flatlined a little bit her you know her her crowd support I mean her crowd's still firmly behind her but you're not getting these loud wild Becky chants uh, anymore at least it's been a while since I've heard some. Uh, actually, Man Scout brought up a good point about this match where where they had Ronda. Charlotte and Becky all in the main event at Mania uh kind of in the one match after that you after she beat both of them and then Ronda left obviously but like you don't have a big star to challenge because you literally just beat all your competition yeah. in one match and there was no one there waiting that's, on that's her, 100% you know? true I think her next uh you know defense was against Lacey Evans who up until that point, all right. she did was walk into the stage, strut a little bit, and walk yeah. back. And you know, wow, that bre- that that just reeks of star power. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I mean, that, that's that's an excellent point. Yeah, she had beaten the best in the women's division. You know, the the at the time, those three were the highest pushed uh, women wrestlers, uh, and everybody else kind of just feels kind of around the same tier to me. So. So yeah, I uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a weird title run for for uh, at least from my perspective. I think so. I agree with you. Uh, this is the one match on the card where I would say if Becky loses, I'd be one hundred percent shocked. Yeah, no way she's tapping too. Yeah, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. She is not tapping either. Uh, and I love it when WWE does this. They'll make something a submission match with both uh, wrestlers' finishers or submissions. Oh. <laughs> It's like, well, you know, that's that's kind of all their matches <laughs> if these two matched up. <laughs> They're always yeah. going to be a submission match. Oh, you, has someone you think you think Becky breaks the sharpshooter? Ooh, yeah, I could. Yeah, see that. if they're trying to give, if they wanted to give her a little bit more fire, I think they, that she would break out of it. That's ooh, that'd be a cool spot actually. I don't think I'd hate that. Yeah. Um. So let's. Yeah, I think Becky pretty unanimous. I mean, who would you who would you have Be- who would you have Becky go against after after this match too? I mean, that's another good question. I mean, they're still kind of in the same boat. Uh, you know, who who else have they built up that can be in that main event picture uh, with Becky? I, I don't know who you could say. Yeah, I, me either. That's kind of the problem that WWE's been in for a while now. You 
you know, you fed everyone to Cena, so you have no second star. You fed everyone to Roman or Brock, you have no second star. You fed everyone to Charlotte or Becky, you have no <laughs> second star. So it's like, who who cares? Who sh- you know, it's like, there no, is no one there, else. Unfortunately, it's not. I think, yeah, I think a reign's going to continue here. All right, next up, uh, AJ Styles and Ricochet for the WWE United States Championship. This has been a... This has been a fun one. I've thoroughly enjoyed some of their bouts uh, recently. It's it's really cool, like old school flyer versus new school flyer, uh, you know, type styles. So, so I, I I've been expecting a good bout. The the belts kind of switched hands between the two of them recently. Um, this should be another classic. I, I'm looking forward to this showcase. Yeah, to me, this is like a hundred percent of the reason why I'm watching SummerSlam on on paper. This is a dream match for me. Uh, I didn't watch Extreme Rules because I have been tricked before, but I think they will go all out for SummerSlam. And man, I I'm these are like two of my favorite wrestlers working today. Yeah, I mean, really, this should be nothing but like nonstop in my head. This would be at one point this match would be nonstop action and movement with these two. Uh, I think they can put on a match in which, you know, will blow everybody away, I feel. I'm looking forward to this one, too. Uh, I'm Honestly, this is also one of the few matches where I can see either guy going over, and yeah. and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I like both guys, so I'm not mad. I mean, you know, AJ's kind of starting this new thing with the, the WWE's version of the club, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so I can see him getting a win from that standpoint. Uh, and Ricochet... I think he's good enough where he can absorb a loss, sort of. But also, AJ's good enough where he can absorb a loss. Yeah. So, I don't know. Who do you guys think is going to win it, though? Uh, I think I think for the sake of another big like title change moment or a big title change moment, I'm going to go Ricochet on this one. Man, I, I, I can super see that, too. It would be uh, – this would make Ricochet. This would put him – uh, on a different level to a to the WWE audience, I think if you followed him, you know that he is the man. But getting a big win over AJ Styles at SummerSlam, I think that's a smart decision for WWE. Yeah, if you want to build him up, this would be a great way to do it. Uh, yep. I'm just I'm just just to be different. I'm just going to say AJ Styles to kind of help the club go over in the club, you know, and the and the club kind of helps him do it. Okay. Uh, AKA he does a heel thing and wins underhandedly <laughs> type thing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm okay. Honestly, though, I'm okay with either guy going over. I like both these guys, and I, this is one of the few that I feel whoever loses isn't really hurt by it. Right, 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 right. Same boat. All right, our main event of the evening: singles match for the WWE Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. One more time. They've met a few times over the last three to four years. And, you know, I'm not sure what to expect. Is this going to be the typical Brock match where it's going to be? bunch of suplexes a little bit of chaos you know or kind of like a repeat of what the wrestlemania matchup was or is this going to be a you know a, a relatively quality main event i feel like seth is gonna bring it because he has been talking a lot of uh crap on the yes. internet about a lot of things <laughs> but i just man i I think I've read the rumors where they want Brock to have the title rolling into the new Fox deal. So I think we have a a long, long, long title run for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, oh, man, I, that just depressed me. But yeah, I think you might, you might be right. <laughs> you know, again, to Nick's earlier point, they 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 
backed themselves into a corner with this. They didn't have anybody. I mean, Seth Rollins only really defended against Baron Corbin uh, since then, and nobody else has really been elevated to, you know, to to really be able to take the belt off anybody at the time, Seth's hand. So I think Brock Lesnar was the only legitimate option. And, I mean, having Seth play Chase is always a good, you know, it's a relatively good storyline. Seth is really good when he's climbing the mountain. Um, so I think uh, I, I think this could potentially bring it, be a really good bout. Uh, but I, I do have to agree, I think Lesnar holds on. I think it's too soon to take it off him again. Yeah, Brock is like, he's in that, like, ultimate warrior Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan booking territory where he's going to lose two three more times for like the rest of his right yeah 100 (laughs) percent. i kind of feel like brock is kind of to the point in his career when it comes to wrestling where uh, other people other wrestlers feel about him like if you're a a stand-up comedian who's trying to get mic time but then all of a sudden uh, jerry seinfeld shows up and he goes hey i'm going on and you're just kind of bumped (laughs) and yeah and you you can't say anything about it i mean they're just not gonna it's you or jerry seinfeld jerry seinfeld's gonna go over (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel that's how Brock Lesnar is, and uh, I, you know, I'm ready for some uh, some Nick Alexanders to kind of get up there. You know, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> wow, way to just shoot at him. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, oh, Nick I, Alexander, I mean myself when I change my name. To oh yeah, that's Alexander. that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, everybody, uh, dude, Nick, thank you so much for joining us on the show, covering SummerSlam, talking about Ten Bell Pod, uh, and. You know, the, the pipe bomb thing, I, we really appreciate it. We, uh, you know, I know Johnny's been working hard to make this happen. So, so seriously, thank you very much. Oh, no problem. This is, this was great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we very much appreciate it. Nick, real quick, before we let you go, where can people find you on the interwebs? So you can find Tim Bell Pod and all the things or at timbellpod.com. Uh, all my social media is linked there, but it's Nicolessa on all the things. N-I-C-K-O-H-L-E-S-S-A. Right there, you have it, listeners. Uh, Ten Bell Pod, Nick Alexander. Thank you so much. Uh, as for me and Johnny, we're uh, I think we're good to go here. Johnny, want to count us out? I'm going to submit right now. Uh, I I'm a wuss. Uh, please let me out of this armbar. Oh.